Welcome to those of you who are here. Good morning and welcome, kids, and welcome to those online as well. Now, friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. And let us gather in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to worship you this morning. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you guys ready for a children's moment? Yes? All right, I think most of you guys are ready for a children's moment. Now, did anybody wear green this week? Yeah, during the week. You've got green on right now. Why did anybody wear green this week? It was St. Patrick's Day. You're so right. And St. Patrick's Day is about a man named St. Patrick. And do you know what St. Patrick's job was? Oh, almost. What? Do you know what, what his job was? 
He was a missionary. I heard it right there. He was, and he became a bishop. He was a pastor, and he went to teach all sorts of people about God. So I have a story right here for you about St. Patrick. It starts off when he was a kid, because long before he became the important St. Patrick, he was a kid, just a regular kid. So I figure you guys want to hear about kids, St. Patrick. Do you guys want to learn about... <laughs> it just, yes, I do still have a note on that. It... Um, I am going to read to you about what St. Patrick was like when he was a kid. Are you guys ready to hear about St. Patrick as a kid? And then we're going to fast forward towards the end. But... All right, so we're going to start by reading about St. Patrick as a kid. Many years ago, during the time of the Christian Roman Empire, there lived a boy named Patrick. He lived with his noble family in Britain near the Irish Sea. See St. Patrick as a boy long before he was St. Patrick. One night, fierce Irishmen from the island across the water came in their boats and raided the farms on the British mainland. They captured many people, Patrick among them, and they took him back to Ireland and sold him as a slave to a man named Miliuk. <gasps> now I own you, said Miliuk. I will take you to Mount Slamesh where you shall watch my sheep. For six years, six whole years, in the strange land, Patrick, who was, used, who was used to warm clothes and good food and a nice house, was a shepherd, and he was very lonely. And all he could do was pray to God over and over and over again, a hundred times during the day and a hundred times during the night, and he felt the love of God in his heart. Could you imagine praying a hundred times during the day and a hundred times during the night? That's a lot of prayers. Patrick's prayers did not go unanswered. During his sleep, a voice came to him and said, It is a good thing that you fast and pray, for you will go to your own country. See, your ship is ready. The ship was more than 200 miles away. But that didn't stop Patrick. Believing in the strength of God, Patrick went on his way, fearing nothing. Now the ship was filled with hunting hounds. Those are dogs. And they were being taken to France to be sold to rich people. And when the hounds saw Patrick, they stopped barking and they wagged their tails. Patrick offered to pay his passage, but the captain worried that he might be an escaped slave and said, I cannot take you with us. Get off my ship. Oh, he must have been sad. So Patrick left and he began to pray that the captain would change his mind. And then the hounds started to howl. Those hounds were fine when that fellow was here, said one man, but now they're making so much noise, they'll raise the dead. Run and get him, the captain said, or else we will have no peace on the journey. Patrick's prayers were answered, and he was allowed to board the ship and set sail. So that is Patrick as a kid. The rest of the book is going to tell us about Patrick as he gets older. And when he becomes a missionary, as Adam said, and then one day he becomes a bishop. And what Patrick does is he teaches so many people about God, and he teaches so many people the gospel, and he teaches so many people about God's love. But then here's something. What, hey, uh, did any of you guys, or do any of you guys know what is a symbol of St. Patrick's Day? It's green. Oh, it, yeah, so it's actually a shamrock, the one with three leaves, which then we also like four-leaf clovers. 
You have a shamrock necklace? That's awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you about the shamrock, because the shamrock comes from St. Patrick. Here's the story about the shamrock. That's the, the clover with three leaves right there. When St. Patrick was preaching about the Holy Trinity, that's our triune God, that God is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the people could not understand that there was one God in three divine people, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Patrick looked down, and growing at his feet was a shamrock, and he picked it up, and he held it up, showing them that there was one stem but three leaves, and the people understood the Holy Trinity at once, because a shamrock is like our God. It's one flower but has three parts, just like we have one God, but within our God, we have God the Creator, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, clover. I don't know if it's actually a flower. I don't. I know clover does flower. Yeah. All right, there it is actually. Yeah, all right, and you guys can go see shamrocks in the fellowship hall after uh, church is over, but let's stand and let's say a prayer. And let's pray. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you for blessing us so that we can be here today. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing ever alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you are my own. And now, friends, it is time for announcements. So if anybody has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. Good morning. Uh, First, birthday buddies. Um, Sorry I'm a little late on the March list. I've been away. So I will have a copy for you in the back. Uh, They're asking for crystal growing kits, uh, anything robotic, circuits, volcano making kits, um, all that fun craft stuff, science stuff, and of course, uh, gift cards. Um, Saturday, we had our women's fellowship, and we had Jenna from Plymouth Crossroads come and talk to us. Plymouth Crossroad is the home for homeless boys. They lost their house right before COVID. They have been have had another one donated, and they will hopefully move in before June. It's a double, so they will have downstairs. And upstairs, the couple is moving out in July, so they'll have the whole house. So they are having a fundraiser in April, April 24th. It's um, Painting with Purpose. It's $40 a person, and you can register online. Um, Let's see. Register online at Uh, PlymouthCrossroads.org. She gave a very interesting talk about the boys 
how they keep in touch with boys that they've had since early 2000s. One of the reasons why we want to continue this mission, she had a lot of good things to say about a couple in this church who were on the board, and that was Doug and Jean King. Um, they were very involved with Plymouth Crossroads, and they were very helpful, very involved with the organization. So I would like to keep this going in honor of Jean. So right now they're just asking us to maybe attend fundraisers. So if you'd like, um, I have a poster at home I'll put up this Wednesday so you can get more information or you can go to their website and sign on. And then I will let you know when um, they need more. But if you feel like you need to, you know, would like to make more than a donation than go paint for a night, please do. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my daughter and son belong to Grace Church on Agert Road in the town of Tonawanda. And they are sponsoring a free clothing closet on Saturday, March the 26th from 9 to 2. This is for everyone who is interested. There will be clothes from infants to adult. And I'm going to post this notice out on the bulletin board if you want to take a picture of it to keep reminding yourself. Spread the news to your neighbors too, please. It's, they're trying to, go to try to do this about three to four times a year. So we'd like this first one to be a success. Please attend. If you have any neighbors or relatives, let them know. Thank you. Good morning and happy spring. Just a reminder in your bulletin, you have your order form for the Easter flowers. You can either purchase them online in Breeze or there's a little box in back you can put your monies in with the form or see me in Cook Hall after the service. Thank you. Hey, good morning. We're going to share the video again about the Love Languages class. And I just wanted to share if, um, if anyone's having trouble um, with the quiz part, let me know. Or I might have, um, I'm going to work on having something made for the class that you can take the quiz after um, our class next week. So you can still come to the class if you don't have your quiz. And here's the video. <laughs> The Five Love Languages is created by Gary Chapman. This video is to teach an introduction to our upcoming Love Languages class. The Love Languages are about intentional love, sacrificial love, and love by choice. Not only for romantic relationships, but all of our relationships, even with God, especially with God. Here are the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Research teaches that each person perceives love in a distinct channel. When someone shows love to you in your love language, you feel seen and heard. The key is knowing what is your love language. First, go to your computer, go to Google, and then type in five love languages quiz. After completing 30 questions, you will get your results. 
This will reveal what your love language is. Here are mine for an example. How do we then put the love languages into action with God, a spouse, children, the workplace? Come to the love languages class and we can all learn together. And now it is time for us to light our peace candle. Let us join together in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning, Lord, and we pray for peace. We pray for peace in Ukraine. We pray for peace in our communities. We pray for peace across the world. We pray for peace to overcome hatred and evil. We pray for peace to prevail on earth. Teach us, Lord, to be instruments of your peace today and every day. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Please join for the opening litany. Only the hungry search for bread. Only the thirsty look for water. Only those who ache for meaning will pursue it. Only those who yearn for a deeper life will seek it. So let us come here today with our hunger and thirst, our unsatisfied longings, our heartfelt yearnings. And let the God of life satisfy our souls. When the Music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. 
We have two readings this morning. We are going to start with the Gospel of Luke, the 13th chapter. We will read the first nine verses. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. I will explain this to you shortly. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, that they were worse sinners than all of the other Galileans? No, Jesus said. I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. And then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. And so he said to the gardener, see here for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? And he replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. For if it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. And now we are going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We are going to read from chapter 10. We are going to read verses 1 through 5, and then we're going to jump forward and read verses 12 through 13. 
starting with verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them and they were struck down in the wilderness. We're going to move to verse 12. So if you think that you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing was overtaken, you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. channel of your peace where there is hatred let me bring your love where there is injury your pardon Lord and where there's doubt true faith in you make me a channel of your peace where there's despair in life let me bring hope where there is darkness only light and where there's sadness ever joy oh master grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love with all my soul make me channel of your peace it is in pardoning that we are pardoned in giving to all men that we receive and in dying that we're born to eternal life Amen. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. 
So 2,000 years ago, under the rule of the Roman Empire, life was not easy for those who lived under Roman oppression. And that first verse that we are reading is you heard about the blood of the Galileans that was spilled and mingled with the sacrifices. What had happened was there was a man named Judas of Galilee, not to be confused with Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus. This was a different Judas. Judas of Galilee, he had led a bunch of Jewish people to... Almost revolt against uh, the Roman Empire, though they didn't actually act into a revolt at this point, but they decided that they were not going to pay taxes. He led them to not pay taxes to the emperor because they only wanted their money to go to God. And of course, how do you think Pilate felt about that? Pilate didn't like it at all, so instead, Pilate sent a bunch of, of soldiers out to be among the people, and then suddenly they up and they massacred a whole bunch of people and they left their dead bodies with the sacred sacrifices. And then Jesus tells us about another thing that happens. There was a place called Siloam. That name Siloam might sound familiar to you because there's in the place of Siloam, that's where Jesus had healed a man who had been blind since birth, where he had healed him by in that pool where he told him to go and to wash in that pool. Well, that pool was actually a freshwater reservoir that the Jewish people would travel to for many, many years. And But then that that uh, reservoir also had a tower near it. And then one day that tower felt, we don't know if this was the Romans who made it happen. It very well could have been, or if it was just a complete accident, but that tower fell and it killed 18 people. And Jesus tells us about that in, in Luke. But then I'm going to tell you about one more sad thing. If we're going to fast forward to 30 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, that, that same spirit that got Judas and those Galileans to decide that they didn't want to pay taxes, well, that created a Jewish revolt against the Roman Empire. And the, the people tried to stage a coup against the Roman Empire. And instead, what ended up happening was destruction of their temple. And over a million of them were killed. Over a million people were killed. It seems as though humans live in perilous times, both today and years ago. I mean, it seems like us humans don't always seem to understand the fact like we're all going to die one day. We will all grow old and die. You know, all of us will. And yet humans can be so toxic and so terrible that we inflict pain and death on one another. But here's what we need to pay attention to. The crowds talked to Jesus and they were asking Jesus questions. Imagine how great it would be if we had Jesus right in front of us and you could ask Jesus any question that you wanted. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just think for a second about the kind of questions that you would ask if you could ask Jesus any question and get any answers. Well, the crowds, they, they were saddened by what, what was happening. They were saddened by the death of all the Galileans. They were saddened by the death when that tower fell. They were saddened. And so they turned to Jesus and they wanted to know why that had happened. Why did a terrible thing thing happened to these people. And so they looked at Jesus and they said, Jesus, were those people bigger sinners than the other people? Is that why they died with a merciless death? Is it because they were bigger sinners than other people? They had asked this question because it was such a common belief that people thought that God was like a puppet master, you know, making bad things happen to good people or good things happen to bad people or whatever it was that God was doing. But Jesus time and time again is trying to put an end to that belief that God's a puppet master because our God, by the way, 
is not a puppet master. Do you know that? God's not making good or bad things happen to you just for fun. Does everybody here understand that? Because Jesus had to get that point across again and again. Jesus said, no, like no one of them was any bigger sinner than the other. That's not how it works. But then God looked at them. He looked at the people and he said, no, but you know what? If you want to make sure that you're good with God, now is a time to repent. That's what Jesus said. He looked at the people. He said, if you're worried about your future, if you're worried about anything, then now is the time to repent. And Jesus said, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. And then I included our first Corinthians reading. I didn't include the whole thing, but I included part of it because I really like what the Apostle Paul says in verse 12 that we read today. Because the Apostle Paul was talking to the people in Corinth and these people would like squabble over the most petty things. The the church in Corinth, I love the letters to the Corinthians because those people, it's like they needed kind of like a whack over the head or something. And so Paul did the best he could do to to give them that little whack over the head with words because they would squabble over ridiculous things And then things were easy for them, by the way. That's why they were squabbling at that time, because things were good and they were easy and they were comfortable. Do you realize that when we're comfortable, that's when we get nitpicky and judgy about simple things? Do you guys all get that? When things are are just kind of easy for us, that's when we start to nitpick about, about certain things. And that was what was happening to the people in Corinth. And so the Apostle Paul says to the people in Corinth, he says, so if you think... I like that. If you think you are standing, if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. Basically, the Apostle Paul was telling the people in Corinth what Jesus had told the people years earlier. Even if it seems like everything is normal, even if it seems like everything is okay, now is the time to repent. Now is the time to make sure that all is right with your soul. Now is the time to essentially get right with God. So here's the thing. We are in the season of Lent, and this is a very unpopular opinion, but I love the season of Lent. I absolutely love the season of Lent, not because I love giving things up. I mean, who in the world loves giving things up? You know, not that I love any of that, and yet, and yet I do it. I love the season of Lent because I need an annual reminder that's not just one day, but I need an annual reminder that's 40 days long plus Sunday that I need to, to fix things that are going Going on in my life. I need an annual 40-day reminder that it's time to repent. Anybody else need an annual 40-day reminder like me? Just me? Okay. If you don't, then keep paying attention because believe me, I think we all need an annual 40-day reminder. But I love an annual 40-day reminder that it is important to repent because I need that reminder that there are certain things that are distracting me from God. There are things I get that I'm a pastor, yet still as a pastor, there are are things in this world that distract me from staying focused on God. There are things in this world that are toxic and will lead us astray. There are things in this world that are so negative that they will drag us down. There are things in this world that that will just lead us down a wrong path and we don't even realize it. And that is why I love this season of Lent because I want a 40-day reminder that it is time to repent. I want to push unnecessary things aside and focus on what matters the most. And here's what the season of Lent is all about. The season of Lent is an interruption 
in our normal lives. And now we don't usually like interruptions. Do you like interruptions? Somebody comes in, you know, you're a parent and your kid just comes in and interrupts your conversation or something. Most of us don't like our uh, like interruptions, but the season of Lent is a necessary interruption in our daily lives. It's like, I was thinking about this. I'm not a car person. Anybody here car people? I know we've got Dave who will be here in the second service. I see a couple of you. Yeah, I know Mark. So, you know, maybe you guys are car people. If you're a car people, then you know that your car needs a tune-up every so often. Even those who know nothing about cars know that our cars need a tune-up every so often. Well, here's what the season of Lent is all about. The season of Lent, it's all about repentance, but it's like a tune-up for our souls. (laughs) Think about this. The season of Lent is like a tune-up for our souls. And it's a tune-up for our souls that Jesus tells us we need. He says, repent or you will all perish just as others did. You know, the Apostle Paul says, you think everything is fine and dandy. You think you are standing just so fine on your own. Be careful or you won't even realize that you are about to fall. Our souls need a tune-up. Give me a little nod of the head if you've ever realized that your souls need a tune-up before. Anybody? Yeah, we're at like a super sleepy bunch this morning, huh? Daylight savings time messed, up, messed us all up. Let me ask you a question. Who here has uh, fire detectors in their house? Hopefully every single person. Now, should we make sure that our fire detectors are working twice a year like our firefighters tell us to do? Remember when the times changed, so if you didn't do it last week, then do it this week. Are we supposed to make sure that our fire uh, detectors are all working in our house, you know, twice a year like we're supposed to? Or should we wait until there's smoke coming down the hall to see if our fire detectors are working? Which do you think is the better option? Probably twice a year like Wally tells us to do? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or when's the right time to get our oil changed in our car? Should we change our oil regularly, you know, a couple times a year, making sure that we're following up with everything that we should do for our car? Or should we wait to change our oil until we're 500 miles away from home, out in the middle of nowhere, on a road trip, nowhere near any service stations whatsoever, and suddenly our check engine light comes on? <laughs> when should we do it? probably regularly. We should probably regularly maintain our cars. Or how about this? We've got parents in this service. When is the right time to do laundry? Should we do laundry on Saturday when we're hanging around the house and being a little bit lazy? Or should we let ourselves wake up in a panic on Monday morning and realize that our kids have no clean clothes to wear? Which one is the better option? So often, us humans put off until tomorrow, what needs to be done today. But that's exactly why the season of Lent is so important. We need to interrupt our daily lives. We need to interrupt the normal part of our lives. And we need to make sure that we're giving our soul a tune-up that we need. We need to make sure that we're taking time to give our souls the tune-ups that we need, just like we do for our car just like we do for our house, just like we do for any other part of it. So let's think about this. Here's what repentance means, because Jesus tells us to repent. And if Jesus tells us to do something, I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty big deal. Anybody agree with me? Yeah, okay. If Jesus tells us to do something, we should probably pay attention. So this isn't on me. If you don't like repentance, if you want to keep living your life the same way as you always have, then bring it up with Jesus, not with me. Um, so here's the thing. Here's what repentance is. Repentance is when we turn away from our sins and turn back to God. Repentance is like an active turn. And so I want you to think about this. <coughs> Sorry. Have you ever gone on a wrong path before? 
Have you ever like taken, maybe you're out hiking in the woods and, and you've gone on a wrong path and, and you're wandering and you're wandering. I grew up at the bottom of a mountain, so I'm used to walking through the woods often. And so I don't know about you, but have you ever gone on a wrong path, but you don't realize you're on a wrong path? And you're just walking and walking. I have turned what should have been an hour hike into a four-hour hike before. Anybody else ever done that? Yep, okay. Because you know what happens is you walk and you walk and you walk and you don't realize you're going in the wrong direction. You walk and you walk and you walk and you don't realize that you are heading in the wrong direction until suddenly you are two hours from home and suddenly you have to turn around and you have to head back and you have to make your way back to home. Well, that is what repentance is. Repentance is when we realize like, oh shoot, I've gone in the wrong direction. Oh shoot, I've messed up. It's time to turn back home and straighten out what I messed up. I want us to think for a second about addiction and addiction comes in all different shapes and forms. Does anybody ever think that they're setting themselves up to get into a path of addiction? Absolutely not. But it happens and they just start going down a path and they don't realize until bam, it's too late. And then they have to struggle to turn around and to get back on track. Well, that's what the season of Lent is all about. That's why I love it happens every single year. (laughs) Every year we get a 40 day reminder. We all need to remember that we might be going on the wrong path. We all might need to remember that we need to turn back to God. Maybe we need to turn away from something that's toxic in our life. Maybe we need to turn away from something that is distracting us and leading us astray. I don't know what it is, but our souls need a tune-up. My soul needs a tune-up. Anybody else's soul need a tune-up? Thank God for the season of Lent. It's time for us to tune up our souls Fix all the the junk that's going on. Push all that unnecessary junk away. And make sure that our souls are right with the Lord. Paul says, "If if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. I don't know about you, but I don't want to come crashing down. The season of Lent. It's a time for repentance. And it's a season that I love because getting our souls right with the Lord will never regret it. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today as we journey our way through the season of Lent. Lord, remind us that today is a good day to repent. Remind us that there's nothing to be ashamed of, that we never need to be so ashamed that we think we can't repent. But remind us that when we repent, we turn our way back to you. Help us to push aside any distractions. Help us to push aside any toxic relationships. Help us to push aside anything that is leading us down the wrong path and turn back to you. Lord, we ask that you bless us on this journey as we journey through Lent. Bless us during this season so that we can turn back to you and we can feel your presence and your love. We pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And during the season of Lent, we are saying sins instead of deaths. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Okay, it is now time for our tithes and offerings. With a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Almighty God, my Redeemer, my hiding place, my safe refuge, no other name but Jesus, no power can stand against you. My feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken. My hope, it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation. Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I am weak, you make me strong. When I'm poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. Almighty God, my Redeemer, 
my hiding place, my safe refuge. No other name like Jesus, no power can stand against you. My feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken. My hope, it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation. Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart, and I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you, and I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I'm weak, you make me strong. When I'm poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. Now go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth with a repentant heart. Be blessed and be a blessing to all. And join us for coffee hour after the service.